is the beginning of the almost world-famous Original Music Jam podcast. Season one, episode one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Look at you, so perky and upbeat. You're really excited about doing this podcast. Yeah, I got to admit it. I love doing music. I love performing music. I love composing music. Now we get to talk all about that. (laughs) Hey, we should really introduce ourselves. Where are our manners, Mr. Drake? (laughs) Manners, please. I'm Jim Gaynor, almost world-famous music composer and keyboard player. Uh, You're going to have to explain the almost world-famous thing, but yeah, I'm Kerry Drake, guitar player and songwriter. And we have Martin Stebbing, audio engineer with us. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jim. Hey, Kerry. So what are we doing here? Why should people tune in and listen to us? Well, this podcast is going to be about playing music, writing songs, instruments, improvising, and just having fun with music. Oh, yeah. Hopefully all kinds of music, pop, rock, country, jazz, classical. We'll talk and interview professional musicians that we've worked with about what they play, why, and how, about their instruments, and we can play our original songs. Oh, that's cool. We're going to do our own songs? Only our songs? How come? Well, honestly, copyright reasons. (laughs) And I guess if we have a guest composer, that'll get us around the copyright problems also. And we've had some pretty good success writing, producing songs, so why not share how we do that? All right, very cool. I'm all in. So I also hope that we reach some music teachers, too. I've been writing and arranging pieces for schools, bands, orchestras, and choirs. Going to showcase and hawk some of that. We can get into how that is all created. Also, we'll have some teachers I know and work with come by and sit in with us, along with some players who do it full-time. Should be fun. And Martin. We should have Martin explain some mixing and production stuff. Music production is becoming big in schools. So we're going to pull out all the songs that we have in the vault? I mean, what about the TV shows and films you've done? What is it, like 1,500 over 150 years? (laughs) I do think I have credits in over 90 TV shows over 35 years, though. From American Justice to Dancing with the Stars, and I think The View is currently playing some of my music... I have no idea how many TV episodes and films I've written for, but yeah, we'll pull out songs from the vault, and we'll write some as we go. And hey, you, Carrie Drake, you're quite the prolific writer also. And I want to hear about the bands you played in, too. And I want to hear about yours. (laughs) What, you've been in like 1,500 bands over 150 years? We should tell everybody that you and I have played in bands together for over 10 years, and you have quite the background in history. Oh, yeah. That should be a book. we got to be telling them stories in later episodes. And Martin and I have known each other for a long time, maybe a tad longer. And Martin is quite the interesting story also. He's a citizen now, but he'll have to tell us how he snuck across that border. I think he swam. (laughs) Yeah, that's not quite it, Jim. I kind of fell off a tour bus in 1989 with a resounding thump. Okay, so let's get started. Carrie's going to sing and play his guitar, but there's a whole band going to help us out. And I think we should introduce them. So, here on Lead Guitar, it's Harry Mura. Hey, He's a veteran studio musician. I've known him forever, like 35 plus years. Him and I have done tons of things together. Oh, and for any gamers out there, Harry was actually the guitarist on the video game Halo. And toured and played with a whole bunch of cool blues guys. Lenny Deach is going to be the other guitar player. And Martin and I have worked and known Lenny for many years. Lenny, are you out there? (laughs) Uh, Will McGing's going to be the bass player. Yep. Hey, I'm right here. He's a young kid, up-and-coming, great musician. And the percussionist is Bill Riddle, who was the band director where my kids went to school, and a great guy. Yeah, Mr. Riddle is mine, too. (laughs) And hey, Jim, we'll need to interview all those guys, because they've got really great stories. Yeah, so anyway, as a kid, I would go to the jazz showcase in Chicago, and it was a blast. 
I'd sit real close to the stage and the performers would talk, tell stories, and play. It was a great experience, a lot of fun, and I hope we recreate that feeling here. So let's get started. Carrie's going to sing and play his guitar, but there's a whole band that's going to help us out. Uh, two other guitar players. So Carrie, tell us about your guitars and which one are you going to use here? And how are you going to deal with the two other guitar players? Well, like most guitar players, I have, and unfortunately in my case, also had a lot of guitars over the years. Um, in fact, one of my favorites, uh, I had a 57 Strat that I lost in a house fire. Uh, there's actually a funny story behind that, but we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that story. That is a sad story. Lately, I've been mostly sticking to three guitars and jumping from my Telecaster to my SG when I need the warmth and the attack of uh, humbucker pickups, uh, or using a Gretsch when I want that jangle sound. But for this song, I'm going to be singing, so uh, I'll be using my Telecaster. I'll be playing rhythm and doing my best to give Lenny and Harry a solid foundation to launch off of because they're both amazing players, and, and they'll be doing all the heavy lifting on this song. Everyone's ready. Okay, well... Here we go. Hey, Bill, start us off. Give me a rhythm, give me a beat. Give me a number, let me tap my feet. Give me a jam, playing all night long. Swinging and swinging and singing the song. Set me free. Yeah, set me free. I need liberation, some emancipation. Set me free. On up loud and clear, sweetest sound you'll ever hear. Make it so good, make it so right. Make every day like a Saturday night. Set me free, yeah, set me free. For heaven's sake, I need a break. Oh, set me free. Well, let's get to getting, get on down. Make some janky music. I like the sound. You know what's the best to the nth degree. Take me to a place, take me to a world of time and grace. Wanna join the jam, it's fun to try. Wanna feel the changes, touch the sky, set me free. Oh yeah, set me free. I need liberation, some emancipation, set me free. Thank you. 
That was cool. <laughs> okay, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I wrote that specifically hoping it would be the first song of this podcast. Well, I started it, and Carrie helped with it. Yeah, only happy to help, Jim. Yeah, I find collaborating is so much more fun than writing songs by yourself. Yeah, you know, you find that generally you can end up with a song that's so much better than one written by just one person. Yeah, and this song set me free. I had a real clunky line. I can't even remember what it was now. But I thought it was poignant, witty, politically going to change the world. I had a great alliteration and all that, but very clunky. And for some reason, I really liked it. I guess I was hoping Carrie could pull it off anyway. Yeah, well, you know, the singers can't always pull off miracles, Jim. Yeah, I noticed. (laughs) (laughs) But Carrie rewrote the line, and now I think it's my favorite part of the song. Sweetest sound you'll ever hear. Hey, so your chords sort of morphed in that song. They started out normal, but by the time we finished writing it, they were kind of jazzy. Yeah, well, I kind of cheated writing that song. I used a template I created for those times I needed a song for underscore and a TV or film score. I start with a 12-bar blues progression and swap out those two chords that sound like the blues, the five to the four, for something else, like this or this. I just experiment and use whatever helps tell the story better. You know, writing songs is just telling a story a different way. Then I added a standard bridge I developed while touring with a blues band. I toured with this blues band in the 90s and playing the blues all night, I just wished one of those songs would have a bridge. So driving home at night in the wee hours, I thought of those chords, and I was hoping that someday it would be perfectly fine for a blues band to throw a bridge in the middle of some song, any song, and my four one four five chord changes would be the chords that you used as the standard. Oh, well, look at you, trying to make the world a better place, one blues song at a time. Yeah, right. Blues with a bridge. It should be a standard. Well, after my song format is set up, I guess it's off to the races to create some lyrics. That's one way that kind of helps me come up with songs really quick, and you know, when I need them fast. And to come clean, we cheated some more. I guess, I guess we're going to cheat a lot. I played a melodica through an amp simulator to make it sound like a harmonica. I also went back and overdubbed an organ part, and I love playing in organ parts like that, so I reserve the right to go back and overdub some organ parts always. Look at you already peeling back the onion, opening the kimono for everybody, <laughs> letting them know the secrets before we even get started. First podcast, Jim. I mean, yeah, come on. Uh, yeah. All right. So listen, that brings up a good point, Jim. What, what keys are you going to be playing? Well, piano, organ, melodica, and Wurlitzer electric piano. The piano will either be a Yamaha Grand sample triggered through a laptop from a MIDI keyboard or the Yamaha Grand piano in my living room. I'd like to use the piano in my living room as much as possible, but my wife throws things at me when I set up microphones in that room. It's a little dangerous, but well worth the effort sometimes. The most dangerous situation, wife defending her territory. And what organ sound are you going to be using? Uh, The organ sounds will be much the same. I like the vintage organ patches you get in contact, the VST plugin. And I also have a real organ, a Korg BX3, which is an emulation of the old Hammond organs. And 
if I can get Martin to wire up my Leslie that I have laying around, I hope I can use that. That would be really cool. And for those of you who don't know, a Leslie speaker is a uh, cabinet with a spinning speaker inside of it. And sometimes it has two speakers inside of it and horns that spin and they go at different speeds and the slowing down and speeding up is a really cool sound. Yeah, no doubt when you talk about a Leslie cabinet, you just automatically think of the amazing Hammond B3 sound, but a ton of musicians have used it with other instruments. Okay, one of the guitarists we have here with us is Lenny Deitch. Lenny, tell us who you are. I'm Lenny Deitch. I'm a guitarist, bassist, occasional mandolin player, or whatever. An all-around great guy. <laughs> whatever the job takes. <laughs> yeah. I've spent the last several years playing in uh, the suburban cover band scene here in Chicago. Yeah, Lenny's sitting here with this cool Martin guitar. It looks and sounds great. So, Lenny, why don't you tell us about it? So, what I've been playing a lot is this Martin Custom X Series guitar that I got for less than $200. cool thing about this guitar is it sounds and plays like a Martin. It doesn't have the deep, deep low end that some of the, you know, deep type guitars will have for anything I use it for that doesn't matter because when I'm recording I'm gonna pull that low end out anyway Oi, what do you mean like a Martin? I resemble that comment <laughs> Yeah, okay next up we're gonna do a song that Carrie wrote and it is really one of my favorite songs and I love playing this song and I love performing it live and I tell Carrie that every time we, you know, we talk about this song Yeah, 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 go ahead Flattery will get you everywhere. Yeah. Well, one of the coolest things I've ever experienced is when uh, a crowd will start singing back lyrics of your song, and it's an original song, and it's the first time they heard it. So I guess it's because simplicity of the song, and I guess the other part is uh, Carrie has uh, two daughters and a son and a wife who are in the crowd. Well, yes, I do. That probably knew the song from hearing a million times. But it is a really good song. I love playing it. It's called It's Going to Be All Right. So, Carrie, tell me about your writing this. Song. Well, for me, I'm always trying to put together a combination of things uh, when I write a song. I mean, I usually want the melody to be, you know, what I call sticky, uh, something that you keep humming after the song is over or just pops into your head out of the blue a day or two later. You know, something you want to sing along with. And I like lyrics that anyone can relate to on some level. But at the same time, uh, if there's a line or two in there that make you smile or laugh or sometimes even cringe, you know, any kind of involuntary reaction from a listener, well, all the better in my opinion. Yeah, so you're just saying it's a good excuse to tell a joke, like a, a dad joke. Yeah. So when I first wrote It's Gonna Be Alright, I wanted it to be about a guy going through a rough patch. You know, nothing devastating, but just one little thing of bad news after another. Maybe it's autobiographical, who knows? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so the verses are little windows into a series of those struggles. And then I wanted the chorus to flip around with the idea of, you know, don't sweat all the problems. Everything will work out fine. You know, it's going to be all right. Anyway, we originally recorded as a straightforward rock tune, and it was pretty good. Uh, but that's when Jim came up with the idea of slowing it down and giving it a little swing feel and adding a, a breakdown with just keys and hand claps. Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, I had an inside information that there was a TV show that was doing a pilot that needed uh, some songs that sounded like the 70s. So really what I was doing was adapting 
the song to sound like it was recorded and played in the 70s. So everybody crossed their fingers and hoped that it gets picked up and used. And that's really the beauty of collaborating with someone. I mean, initially I thought, ah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Didn't trust me. But between <laughs> the keyboard parts that Jim laid down, Harry's perfect guitars, and Will's tasty bass lines throughout, uh, piece by piece, it just all fell into place. <laughs> yes, well, I'm just going to warn everybody. I want the audience here to experience what it was like to hear the crowd sing it back. So we're going to do this here, and I know Carrie and Martin are not going to be happy with this, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to grab, uh, I'm going to get people to sing the background for us. One, two, three, four. Felt pretty good this morning. Sun coming up on a brand new day. By the time I had my first cup. Well, that good feeling done snuck away Got a big old stack of past dues No damn clue how to get them paid And I got no place to get to I guess I'll hit my knees and pray It's gonna be
Okay, we went back and Carrie and I both got our families to sing the background on that to make it sound like we were in a bar. And uh, my daughter was having so much fun, she started singing some crazy stuff. Yeah, so I got my wife and my three kids to sing background in that one as well. Um, you know, and none of them are really, you know, great singers, but <laughs> They're fine. that was the kind of the idea. It's a big bar crowd singing along with the song, and you don't have to be great. You just got to be able to kind of carry a tune and be enthusiastic. Yeah, that song's a lot so, of fun. And after a couple takes, they got pretty comfortable and, you know, just forgot that they were recording and had a good time with it. And, you know, they were into the music and singing and, and having a great time. And I got to add that Will McGing, was, the bass player, was singing background. Yeah, thanks for remembering me. <laughs> hey, Jim, since we're coming to the close of the first episode, uh, I think you should tell everybody where you came up with the name Almost World Famous Music Jam. The Almost World Famous Original Music Jam. As if I didn't know. Yeah, so that's a pretty good story. I was writing music for... Oi, Jim, Kerry, time's up. Time to shut down. Already? Yes, go home. The cleaning crew is here and we've got to lock up. So go, go, go. Shoot, bugger off. Well, I guess we got to go. Hey, I got to finish my story. Hey, well, we got lots of stories to tell, people to interview, and people to thank. All right, let's go. Later, Gainer. See you, Kerry. Gary.